We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, January the 28th, 2020. On today's show, I continue the position unit preview series by breaking down the Gamecocks shortstops heading into the 2020 season. I'll talk about the key losses, who's back, who has the most to prove, the best overall, and much, much more. Also, I take some time to pay my respects and give my thoughts on a legend, obviously the passing of Kobe Bryant, um, give my thoughts on just what Kobe meant to myself personally, uh, meant to the sports world, obviously, um, take some time to reflect, grieve a little bit, read some of your comments, take some of your voicemails as well, and uh, just reflect on what is a, a tragedy and a major loss for not just people that are Lakers fans, basketball fans, sports fans, but just the human race in general. Um, before we get into everything, this is a podcasting to our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperatives. So they share in their profits with their member borrowers. Guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at six and a half percent for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, Whenever you're making a big time life decision, whatever it may be, whether you're getting a car, you're buying your first house, you're buying your dream house, you're getting a plot of land, whatever it is, you want to make sure you have the right people in your corner. You want to have that right support system, someone who's going to make you feel comfortable, make this, make the, make whatever you're doing easy for you. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They are those people that are going to be in their corner. They're going to make the process super simple and super easy for you. One of the questions they get asked most often, why are land loan rates higher than mortgages? So rates will be higher on land loans because they have higher risk than home mortgages. So variables like land quality, accessibility, location, if it has amenities or not, that can make the land more or less risky to lend on. Also, obviously, the better your financial situation, the better your rate is going to be. So guys, if you have any other questions, if you want any more information on their land loans, give them a call 844-AG-SOUTH or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C.com slash T-S-U-S. Ag South on Eco Housing Lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S or give them a call 844-AG-SOUTH. 
and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it. Chris Phillips, your host the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a lot to talk about. Got a packed show. Uh, before we get into everything, a couple of housekeeping items I do want to go over. First off, if you have not done so, click the pause button. Do me a favor. Rate the show. Go leave a review. Whatever platform you're on, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it may be, take the time right now. Click the pause button. Go leave a five-star review. If you have any thoughts, feedback, whatever it may be, maybe there's some things you like, things you don't like, you want to let me know. That's the best way to do it. Go leave a review there. Really, really do appreciate it. It helps boost up the show and helps other people that maybe aren't familiar with the Spurs Up show to find the podcast. So, again, if you guys could leave a five-star review, I would really, really appreciate it. Also, if you're listening right now and you are not subscribed and not sure what you're doing, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends about it as well. Tell them to hit the subscribe button. You're going to be notified each and every single day when the new daily podcast drops. So, again, if you're tuned in right now and you're not subscribed, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, also, really excited now. It's going to drop some new merch this week, Friday. We are dropping two new t-shirts that I'm very, very excited about. I know a lot of you have been asking, where's the merch at? Because the store right now is sitting empty. Um, really revamping the store, if you will. Going to do probably like two or three drops per month. Um, moving more so towards that versus just having like the generic basic logo merchandise and stuff like that. Making really, really cool, unique merchandise for South Carolina fans. And the two that we're dropping on Friday I know you guys are going to love them. So, again, be sure to stay tuned for that. We'll obviously be all over social media, and I'll keep, honestly, announcing it uh, on the podcast. But Friday, the new merchandise will be dropping. I'm very, very fired up about it, so stay tuned for that. Also, if you have not done so, the Twitch streams are back. Be sure to go follow the Spurs Up show on Twitch. We just ran a uh, a South Carolina versus East Carolina uh, gameplay yesterday on Twitch or yesterday afternoon. We're going to be putting those out Monday, Thursday, Twitch streams every single week. My buddy Tim is going to be doing a phenomenal job with that. A lot of fun with those, really entertaining. Be sure to tune in at that 5 o'clock Mondays and Thursdays. And if you haven't done so, go follow the Spurs Up show on Twitch. It'll actually give you a notification um, to when we go live. So be sure to check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun, really, really cool stuff. And obviously going to be doing it a lot each and every single week, but especially as we, as we get closer to football season because it's really – it's really going to revolve around instantly football 14, which it's – why not, right? Give yourself a football fix while we're in the middle of the offseason. So be sure to check that out as well. Um, all right, want to dive right into some baseball. I'll be talking about the position unit previews. Continuing with that, I want to talk about the Gamecock shortstop today, the shortstop position um, as we continue through the position unit previews. We'll do the shortstops today. We'll do the third baseman tomorrow as we get closer and closer to opening day. Now we're just 17 days away from opening day. It's getting here before you know it. Um, let's start with the key losses. When you take a look at the shortstop position, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. This really centers around one guy, and that one guy is George Khalil. George Khalil being the guy that really played the position most of basically all of last year. Um, your key loss here is Nick Neville. I think we might have talked about him with the second baseman as well, but Nick Neville being the guy, um, a guy that transferred out of South Carolina. You know, it's crazy with Neville. Started out so hot for the Gamecocks. Started out really hot. He was the starting shortstop to start the season last year. Um, I think he hit like 440 over the first weekend last year for Carolina. After that, I don't know what happened. It felt like he got one or two hits the rest of the freaking season, but um, it became very apparent very quickly that maybe he was not ready for SEC baseball. This level was a little bit too much for him. He has since transferred. He's really the only guy you lose, though. 
that played the shortstop position other than George Khalil. Um, I talk about who's back, already mentioning George Khalil. I'll talk about some of the other guys, some of the additions the Gamecocks have added in. Uh, Braylon Wimmer, a guy who's been playing a lot of shortstop at the inner squads and the scrimmages of freshmen, kids at 6'4", that normally you don't see guys that playing in the middle infield that are that, that tall, that big at 6'4", but very rangy kid, can swing the bat a little bit. I like what I see out of him as a true freshman. And then I didn't talk about him with the second baseman, but I feel remiss not to bring him up, and that is Jeff Heinrich, um, a kid that missed the fall, which is the reason I didn't chat about him in the second baseman conversation. But Jeff Heinrich, again, I can tell you guys from being out of the scrimmage, just looks really, really good, has a hot bat, looks really comfortable at the plate, a guy who's solid. He plays middle infield, so we could throw him in there with the shortstops as well. Uh, he's played some short, played some second. But overall, Jeff Heinrich, a middle infielder that I would be very surprised right now is, is not going to see a lot of innings. Um, on the field for South Carolina at some position, whether that's short, whether that's second. You can obviously move those guys around, but Jeff Heinrich is someone I feel like I had to mention. And as we go into the most approved, I'm going to stick with that. It is going to be Jeff Heinrich. Heinrich, a guy, there's a lot of hype coming around him in this spring, obviously coming into this season. I've talked to a lot of Gamecock fans who think they're expecting him to be the starting second baseman, even over Noah Campbell. Um, again, he's played a lot of short in the scrimmage as well, which is why I'm mentioning him here at the shortstop position. But um, Heinrich, a guy, you know – I, 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 as far as having something to prove, when you have that type of hype and, you know, everyone's expecting things out of you, and especially when you're doing – when you're playing the way he has played so far throughout the spring. I mean, a guy who's looked really good in the scrimmages, in my opinion, has looked really comfortable. He looks good at the plate. Again, I, I, the, the Monday scrimmage, for example, guys, he had two doubles. I mean, a guy that looks really, really good, looks the part. Now can he translate it over? Can he translate it over to SEC baseball? Because, again, we saw a guy like Nick Neville, what he did a year ago. You know, we've seen guys do it like that, get, get started off hot in the non-conference and then kind of fall apart when conference play gets there and the competition takes a step up. So I, I think Heinrich's a guy, again, that can really battle for some innings. I, th I think he's a guy that, especially if he continues to swing the bat the way he is, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the lineup in some capacity. Um, and, again, has a good enough glove for sure to contribute, whether that be at shortstop, they want to give George Khalil a break, or if they want to switch it around and maybe shuffle some guys at, between short, second, third, whatever it may be. Heinrich is a guy, again, especially if he keeps swinging the bat the way he is, he's going to have an opportunity to make an impact, but he's got to prove it. He's got to prove it as a new guy, a guy coming in that hasn't played SEC baseball before. Can he translate it over? Can he do that? The best overall, I've been talking about him already, but it's George Khalil, hands down, no doubt. You know, a guy that – wasn't great at the plate last year, obviously. Uh, you take a look at his stats. I mean, he only hit 214, four homers, 17 RBIs. But I, I will say this about George. First year playing SEC baseball, obviously the Aussie. I, I think he's the best defensive shortstop the Gamecocks have had since Bobby Haney. And he really reminds me of Bobby a lot in that regard. Very, very smooth. I mean, you guys watched him last year. But very smooth. If you, if you all remember Bobby Haney's game, the, the play that was like his signature play, you felt like, was the, the slow roll of the ball coming in, field it, kind of throw it, almost like a little sidearm type deal, just flick it over to first and it looked effortless. George Khalil has that play down pat as well. He, he, he mirrors Bobby Haney in that regard. I, I'm telling you, this is a kid where, again, and watching him in the, in the, in, in the scrimmages this spring, you know, he – it's funny. Bobby every now – or excuse me, not Bobby. George, George Khalil every now and then will run into one. He, he's a guy that he'll have some at-bats where – he doesn't look so great, but then he'll have some at-bats where, I mean, he can really run into the baseball. He had a The Monday scrimmage, he had a double in the gap. I mean, he's a guy that can run into it every now and then. But, God, if he can just even hit 250 for South Carolina, his glove is so good he's not coming out of the lineup, in my, in my honest opinion. He, his glove is that good at shortstop. 
And again, I think the potential is there for him to be a solid hitter. You know, I don't think this South Carolina lineup and Mark Kingston and the staff are going to ask him to be a guy, oh, you have to hit 300. Like, God, if he can just, again, hit 250 for South Carolina, if he can just be a decent hitter, an average hitter, even be an average hitter, um, it's going to enhance his game tremendously because, again, he's so good defensively in the field. Overall, again, he's the best overall. He's their best option shortstop. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to be your opening day shortstop and will be the shortstop throughout the entire season. Um, again, he can definitely get a lot better at the plate. And he reminds me, again, of a guy like Bobby Haney or a guy like Scott Wingo, who guys that were really, really good defensively and they sort of had to figure it out over the course of their careers at the plate, but eventually did. Hopefully, George Khalil is sort of that next guy who eventually does figure out the plate. Because, again, if he does, he's going to be truly the all-around package as far as a guy that can do it in every phase, whether it's defensively, offensively, what you know, whatever it may be. So, George Khalil, no doubt to me, the best overall when it comes to the shortstop position for South Carolina. Um, again, the season will be successful if, simple. George Khalil just stays healthy. And, again, knock on wood – but basically what I'm trying to say is if George Khalil's in the lineup, it's going to be a good year. I, I, I'm very, very confident George is going to have a very good year. He's, you know what you're getting out of, out of him defensively. He's extremely consistent in that regard. Um, you know, he, he makes all the plays. He can, he can make all the plays, the diving plays, the double plays, whatever it may be. He's a human vacuum at shortstop. And then, again, at the plate, it, that's where he needs to improve the most, obviously. But I think he will improve going from last year to this year. He's gotten his feet wet with SEC baseball. I think he will improve a lot at the plate. So, I mean, to me, it's just simply put, George Khalil stays healthy and he's on the field for South Carolina in the, in the uniform. Um, it's going to be a successful year for the shortstops. I, I, think, I really do think George is your everyday shortstop and he's going to have a really, really good year for South Carolina. Uh, my overall grade for the shortstop is going to be a B plus. Uh, again, I, I feel really good about the situation with George Khalil. You know, contrary to last year, you know who your starting shortstop is going into this year. I do think there's potential behind him. Again, I, I like Braylon Wimmer's game. I don't know how much he's really going to play being a true freshman, but a guy that's 6'4", that, you know, has shown range out there, shown a solid glove. I think, you know, he's had some nice at-bats as well. Again, how will he transition to SEC baseball as a true freshman? I don't think he's going to be asked to do it a lot because, thankfully, the Gamecocks have other options. But Wimmer's a guy with potential. And then, again, Jeff Heinrich, I don't know if he's going to spend more time at second or what he's going to do. Um I think it most likely will be second. But you have other options there as well, whether you just simply want to give George Khalil a day off or you want to make a defensive substitution or switch guys around, whatever it may be. There is depth there. There are other options there. So I'm going to give the unit a B plus. And, again, it's all led by George Khalil, in my opinion. He's your, he's your opening day shortstop. He's your everyday shortstop. A guy, again, I don't think we've seen one as good since Bobby Haney, in my honest opinion. And I, I think that if he can figure it out the plate, if he can get the bat going, um, he's a guy, in my opinion, could be scary good. He, he could be one of the better shortstops in the SEC uh, for the Gamecocks. So that's the preview in the shortstops. Again, we'll talk about the third baseman tomorrow, but really, really excited about the potential of the shortstop position and, you know, again, just the type of year that I think George Khalil can have for this, for this Gamecocks baseball team. Um, switching gears big time. Switching gears big time. So obviously we are all familiar at this point, especially with what happened on Sunday afternoon with the tragedy um, that is the death of Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gigi, um, the seven other people that were on the helicopter. You know, I, I'll be completely honest with you guys. So I was recording yesterday's show, you know, obviously I recorded the day before. Um, I was recording yesterday's show Sunday, early Sunday. Uh, Gamecocks had a scrimmage. Obviously the baseball scrimmage Sunday was at 3.30. 
figured I'd knock it out. I recorded around like one o'clock or so. And uh, I was probably 90% of the way through the show. You know, I recorded my MacBook, obviously. So if it, you know, anyone that has a MacBook, you know, it's linked to your text messages, through your iMessage, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and as I'm recording, I see a text message pop up from a buddy of mine. And this is how I find out. And the text said, oh my God, did you see Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash 15 minutes ago? And I... <laughs> paused for, I mean, it felt like I paused for an attorney. I'm sure you guys probably couldn't tell on the actual podcast, but I paused and kind of caught myself and I was like, that has to be a sick joke. I mean, this has to be, what is this like a basketball pun? Like, is this just like a terrible joke you're trying to make? Like, what are you talking about? So, you know, I finished up recording the show, obviously got it ready for Monday. And as I'm doing that, I go on Twitter and obviously see the news and everything. Um, So wasn't able to address it on yesterday's show. And I'll be completely honest with you guys. I've been um, conflicted about it, how to handle it, because, you know, what I do, again, is it's a Gamecocks podcast, obviously, and Kobe Bryant doesn't necessarily have any ties to South Carolina or anything like that, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this this situation, because I found myself over the last couple days getting, you know, emotional about it at different times. I mean, you watch all this Kobe Bryant coverage on Center and you hear all the recollections of it. I mean, listen, Kobe was a guy that I, I watched growing up. I mean, I, I'll be completely honest with you guys. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest basketball guy, especially the NBA. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a big NBA guy. Um, but I mean, I remember specifically, you know, being a teenager watching his Lakers teams, him and Shaq, and what they did, and then watching him when he won it in '09 and '10. And you know, I mean, just an icon, a true legend, a goat. Um, but anyways, I really wasn't sure how I wanted to handle it. You know, did I want to bring it up on the podcast? Did I – how much did I want to talk about it? You know what I mean? And I just figured this is something that really transcends sport, and it affects us all to some degree. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter that he wasn't a Gamecock or that he had no, you know, impact or influence or whatever on South Carolina. It just – it impacts us all as human beings. Um, I think that's what makes me most sad about it is that you know, we're not just talking about a guy who is one of the greats of all time in his respective sport, but we're talking about someone who was a father, um, you know, his daughter being on the helicopter. It's just, you know, the, the, again, the seven others too with their families. I mean, there's a lot of people right now that lost a father, a, a sibling, a, a friend, a, you know, whatever, you know, brother, whatever. I mean, it's, um, so in that regard, when you think about it from the human aspect, I mean, Kobe Bryant was someone that inspired millions upon millions of people across the world, um, including me. I mean, the mama mentality and just the way he was a ferocious competitor. He was, you know, it, it's the impact he's had or he had and will continue to have is really hard to put in words. I'll be honest, guys, it's, it's really not an easy thing for me to talk about, just in the sense, like, I don't really know what to say. Um, I, I, I can – you guys know me very well, obviously, from, the, from doing this podcast. And, you know, I'm always honest with you guys about everything. I'm not someone that handles these types of situations uh, all that great. Um, you know, it's just – it's beyond comprehension, almost something where it's still like you don't believe it. You see it and you still – can't even fathom it or comprehend it or process it. Um, again, Kobe Bryant's impact, and the, you know, it's it's so tragic because you know the second act of his life was just beginning. I mean, obviously, 
you know, his, his daughter, Gigi, her life was just starting. I mean, 13 years old, have your life taken away from you like that. But the second act of his life was just getting going. And I, I think we could all argue it probably, it may have been even more impressive than what he did on the court, you know, with all the children's books he wrote and the, you know, won an Oscar and, you know, just, I mean, I can't even imagine what he would have done in the game of basketball, the NBA, women's basketball, everything. Um, you know, it's, so it's, it's tragic. I don't know how long, you know, it's crazy. I just, I don't know how long it's going to take for everybody to get, I don't want to even say get over it because I don't think you'll ever get over it, but to process it and sort of compartmentalize it and move on, you know, um, like I said, I mean, for me, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's something where like, I never met the guy. I never even saw him play live. You know what I mean? I never even saw him play in person. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not really even an NBA fan like that. I really don't, I'm not like a guy that sits there and watches the NBA all the time. Like, um, you know, but this goes so far beyond just even being a sports fan, just being a human being, you know, this tragedy affects us all, you know, it's just, just, I think it's a real reminder how short and fragile life is. And it's unfortunate to take something like this to remind us that, but you know, it's, it's a reminder just how fragile life is, you know, and it's, you know, whatever, you know, we get all caught up on, <laughs> we get all caught up on being on social media and bickering back and forth with one another and screw you and F you and all this about our, our sports takes and, our opinions on South, our, our favorite teams. You know, I just think directly for me, like South Carolina and, and the people that I've gotten in arguments with and, you know, said things to, I, you know, I've never tried to make anything personal. I don't think I have, but um, how little, I guess that stuff really matters. You know what I mean? Like how, how, how insignificant holding on to grudges or, or, or petty, uh, petty differences how, how silly it is, you know what I mean? Because it can all be gone in an instant and that's, you know, it, it's just, it's not worth it. So, um, it's just tragic. It's terrible. I mean, it's terrible for the sports world. Again, it affects us all. I, I, that was what really made my decision. I know there's a couple of you out there that, you know, I got a couple of voicemails I want to play and a response on social media I want to read as well, because there's, you know, there's, there's people out there in the South Carolina community that were affected by this. I mean, you, you heard the comments from Don Staley and Frank Martin and, you know, different fans and just people. Again, this transcends sport. It transcends South Carolina. It transcends everything. It, it's, it's a human issue. It's a human tragedy. You know what I mean? Um, I want to read this response here because obviously you guys probably saw the tweet I put on social media about, you know, if you had any, any memories or anything you wanted to say about Kobe Bryant, I, I think this is – you know, one way of grieving, if you will, of people getting to express how they felt about him. And I definitely wanted to provide that opportunity to anybody that wanted it. Um, Gamecock Louie Louie guy at USC Louie Louie said on social media, on Twitter, he said, I was in middle school, 0405, the Bobcats first year back at Charlotte Coliseum. Lakers had a big comeback. Me, my dad, and friends start, uh, started a Kobe chant during the Lakers' last time out. Kobe knocked down a game winner with 0.9 seconds left. We went nuts in our number eight jerseys. Hashtag Mamba forever. Um, yeah, I mean, his game, the just yeah. an assassin on the court, obviously. I mean, the dude was just insane, crazy, fun to watch. I mean, again, I, I, like I said many times, I was not – I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not like a diehard NBA fan, but I remember specifically watching him and Shaq in the early 2000s and then watching him 
um, overcome, you know, the allegations of what happened, whatever, you know, I won't dive too deep into that, but we, we saw him go through controversy and, um, we saw him sort of grow up and we saw the 81 point game and Oh nine and 10 winning the titles and his 60 point game to close out his career. Like so many memories of a guy that just gave everything to the game of basketball. It's just crazy. Um, I do have two voicemails. I want to play really, really quickly. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into these. And y'all were taking comments on uh, Kobe Bryant, and uh, I wanted to share this. My son is only six years old, and uh, he and I play a video game together, and uh, Kobe Bryant is actually on that video game. Whenever um, we heard the news yesterday, all of us were kind of shaken up, and I think my son could tell that we were. He said he immediately wanted to go in and play the video game, and he wanted me to put on my Kobe jersey. He wanted to play the game and score 100 points with uh, Kobe in the game. Well, we ended up scoring 187 points with Kobe, getting a quadruple double with him. And as soon as we were done, my six-year-old wanted to go outside and shoot basketball like Kobe Bryant. So uh, this kid has never seen Kobe play in person, hardly knew him. But um, he's seen enough and has heard enough great stories to be uh, profoundly affected by the events of the last few days like we all have been. Uh, rest in peace to one of the greatest of all time. All right. Thank you for that voicemail. That's, that's awesome stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, when, when it's a guy like that, um, <clears throat> when it's an athlete like that, you know, it, the, he affects – those type of people affect, you know, so many you know, so many beyond, even if you watched them play, you didn't, whatever. I mean, it just, their impact is felt so far beyond the, uh, the expected scope. I I don't really, again, I really don't know the words guys. It's tough. It's tough to, to comprehend. Um, that's why I was like, when we doing this show, I was like, we need to talk about the baseball stuff first because I, I think my brain will be kind of scrambled eggs if I try to do the Kobe Ryan stuff first. But, uh, but no, really do appreciate the voicemail. Got one more voicemail here, and it's from somebody that I think you guys just just might recognize. Hey, Chris, what's going on, man? Just calling in. Um, yeah, one of the worst, one of the worst mornings as a sports fan that I've, I've known to I've, since I've been alive, pretty much. I think, and some people are also. You know, they're also chiming in and kind of mad that we're not mentioning the other people on board of the helicopter that were that were killed. But it's just people die all the time. People die every single day. But when, when somebody who's that inspirational, you know, in the sports world, who's basically sports is, sports is basically all our lives. It's you. You know, if you were athletic or you grew up playing a sport and Kobe just had that unbelievable impact and inspiration, the positive inspiration, positive drive, that killer instinct down the court. But, you know, back again to where we were talking about with the, you know, with the other people that passed away, we were thinking of them and their families as well, but Kobe had the most unbelievable inspiration on not just thousands and hundreds of thousands of millions of people all over the world. It's just a tough, I don't know, man. It's just a tough, it's just a real tough day. Tough day. For anybody growing up in the 90s, 
early 2000s. Me, other people, whether it's, you know, basketball or any other sport, it's pretty brutal. It's like you, like you know the person, but you don't. Never met him, but it's just that type of that type of day and that type of that type of weekend. I don't think people want to let it. People don't want to get over. People are not going to get over this for a while. It's just one of the worst days in sports history. It has to be the way he the way he perished yesterday. But uh, I think we should just talk about it a little more because it just inspires so many people. As simple as that. I don't think you know. It's going to blow over, you know, anytime soon. So, just calling in. Thanks for thanks for taking my call, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Bye. All right, that was the voice of former Gamecock shortstop and all-time great Bobby Haney. If you guys didn't recognize it, uh, Bobby, a guy that's become a good friend of mine, and obviously somebody we talked about this after it happened is. Uh, you know, was a guy that was inspired by Kobe Bryant and still is, I'm sure. Um, I know for sure. Um, you know, growing up, watching him do what he did and do what he did for the game, for other people, what he was doing for his daughters, his family, again, the sport of basketball, just sports in general, athletes. Um, and like you said, it's like you don't know – it's like you know him, but you don't – you know, you never met him. But uh, just a tragic loss. I mean, it's just – it's again, it's beyond words. And I don't know how long it will take or, you know, when people will be able to sort of, like I said, put one foot in front of the other and kind of, you know, <laughs> you know, put it in the back of their minds, I guess, instead of the forefront because it's still very much, you know, at the forefront. I mean, the game tonight that was supposed to be tonight, Lakers and uh, Lakers and Clippers was canceled. So the next home game for the Lakers will be Friday, and obviously they're probably going to do some sort of tribute and everything else. It's it's going to be a very emotional couple of weeks for people. I mean, really, I, this is something that's not going away. So uh, obviously the condol you know condolences to the Bryant family, uh, Vanessa Bryant, his three other daughters, the seven other people that were killed, um, their families. I mean, the all the countless people that were touched by this um really tough so I, I i appreciate you guys letting me express my thoughts on it um again i know this is a gamecocks podcast and it's not a kobe bryant podcast it's not an nba podcast or a lakers podcast or whatever but i feel like it was something we really needed to talk about you know it's just it's something again that goes beyond sport so i i appreciate you guys for letting me do that a um, couple of news and notes here, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. One thing I just want to touch on: Baseball America releasing their preseason All American team. Uh, sort of surprising here. I mean, Carmen Majinski named second team preseason All American. That's not the surprising part. What is surprising? Noah Campbell. Noah Campbell, preseason third team All American by Baseball America. These guys must really love his game or really love what he's done in the Cape Cod. Again, I'm not saying Noah doesn't have that potential. But for a guy who had the year that he had last year, it's really giving him the benefit of the doubt. I was very, very surprised. So let's hope Noah can live up to it. I mean, again, he's a guy that has the tools, has the ability, has looked pretty good so far this spring in the scrimmages, but he's got to put it together on the field. And I already talked about last week with the second baseman. It's just for him getting off to a, a, a fast start, you know, not falling behind the eight ball, if you will, 
that to me is what's going to be most important for Noah Campbell. Get this thing rolling in 2020. So, uh, again, Carmen Majenski, second team, Noah Campbell, third team, preseason All-Americans for Baseball All-America. Um, that's going to do it for me, guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Before we go, if you need tickets to literally anything and everything, single-game tickets for South Carolina baseball were actually just released. You can get tickets to all three South Carolina Clemson baseball games as well. If you need tickets to South Carolina basketball, um, concerts, comedy club events, I think Dave Chappelle is in Columbia this week. Uh, Post Malone's coming to Columbia, I believe, next month. Whatever it may be. Concerts, comedy club events, uh, professional sports, college sports, the Super Bowl, I don't care what it is. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, SeatGeek is the way to go. They're the best ticket buying app by far. They're the only one I use when I need tickets to literally anything and everything. They've got a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So never again you're going to worry about scalping or overpaying or you know, you're worrying about, oh, where am I sitting? Like, what am I paying compared to the person next to me? SeatGeek does all the work for you. They're going to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck, and you're going to have that peace of mind before you click the buy button. So, again, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app. Or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, guys, I'm Crystal. It's the Spurs Up Show. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.